Hey everyone, technically you're getting two days in history today because we're running two episodes from the History Vault. Hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. The day was May 31st, 1669. English naval administrator Samuel Pepys wrote his last diary entry. His diary entries documented key events in English history, and Pepys has become known for his writings on these events, as well as his commentary on life in mid-17th century London and his own life. Samuel was born in London on February 23, 1633, into a family of modest means. He attended Cambridge University on a scholarship, and he graduated with a bachelor's degree in 1653. Two years later, when he was 22, he married Elizabeth St. Michel, who was 14 years old at the time. Through his father's cousin, Edward Montague, Pepys had gotten a job as a secretary, And over the years, he worked his way up through governmental posts in the Navy, reaching the position of Chief Secretary of the Admiralty. Samuel and Elizabeth had a turbulent relationship. Both were dealing with health issues. Pepys showed jealousy about the attention she got from other men. And he had many affairs. Pepys had bladder stones removed in a surgery in March of 1658. And in his first diary entry on January 1st, 1660, he wrote about his recovery. Blessed be God, at the end of the last year, I was in very good health, without any sense of my old pain, but upon taking of cold, I lived in Axe Yard, having my wife and servant Jane, and no more in the family than us three. Some of his most notable diary entries are about the Great Plague and the Great Fire of London. On September 3rd, 1665, he wrote the following. Up and put on my colored silk suit very fine and my new periwig. Bought a good while since, but durst not wear because the plague was in Westminster when I bought it. And it is a wonder what will be the fashion after the plague is done as to periwigs. For nobody will dare to buy any hair for fear of the infection that it had been cut off the heads of people dead of the plague. He chronicled the death tolls in the plague, and on the 2nd of September in 1666, he wrote about Londoners' terror and the fire that began tearing through the city that day. Samuel also wrote about the Restoration, the Second Anglo-Dutch War, the Navy, his affairs, and other details of his personal life in his diary. Pepys beat his servants, and he wrote about his sexual advances that would today be considered sexual abuse. But by 1669, he feared his eyesight was getting much worse and decided to stop writing his entries. On May 31st, almost a decade after his first diary entry, Pepys wrote his last entry. It said in part, And thus ends all that I doubt I shall ever be able to do with my own eyes in the keeping of my journal, I being not able to do it any longer, having done now so long as to undo my eyes almost every time that I take a pen in my hand. And therefore, whatever comes of it, I must forbear, and therefore resolve from this time forward to have it kept by my people in longhand, and must therefore be contented to set down no more than is fit for them in all the world to know. 
Peep's wife, Elizabeth, died later that year of some sort of fever after the couple went on a trip to France and the Low Countries. Peeps went on to become a member of Parliament. He also helped build up the strength of the Royal Navy. Accusations that he was secretly Catholic abounded, and he resigned from his work with the Admiralty. He continued to travel, worked as a secretary, and eventually was elected president of the Royal Society, an institution that promotes science. Pepys died in May of 1703. His diary entries were written in shorthand, and the diary contains more than a million words. Parts of the diary were first published in 1825. Early versions of the diary were censored for profanity and content deemed inappropriate, though uncensored editions are available today. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to learn more about Samuel Pepys, you can listen to the episode of Stuff You Missed in History class called Samuel Pepys, Beyond the Diary. And if you love listening to stories about people in history, there's a good chance you'd enjoy Unpopular, a new podcast I host about people who took a stand against the status quo to create meaningful change. You can listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this day in history class. Thanks for joining me on this trip through history. See you here, same place, tomorrow. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was May 31st, 1578. The Roman catacombs were rediscovered by accident. The origin of the term catacomb is unclear. It was previously thought that the Roman catacombs were sand pits or stone quarries. It was also once thought that Christians used them as secret meeting places for worship, but this was most likely not the case. The Roman catacombs date back to the first century CE. Back then, Jewish people in Rome used them as cemeteries, but by the next century, Christians were also using catacombs as burial tunnels. In ancient Rome, bodies could not be buried within city limits. Pagans cremated corpses, but Christians and Jewish people buried the dead. At the time, Christians and Jewish people faced persecution in Rome, where people worshipped an increasing number of deities. And Rome was overpopulated and land was expensive, so they decided to take their cemeteries underground. The catacombs were built into tufo, which is a type of rock made from volcanic ash. Because the tufo was soft, the catacombs were relatively easy to build. Loculi, or burial niches, were carved into walls to accommodate bodies. During the second and third centuries, the use of catacombs in Rome expanded. Some catacombs can be traced back to individuals or private families, while others belong to churches. The Edict of Milan, passed in 313 under Emperor Constantine I and Emperor Licinius, granted religious tolerance to Christians in the Roman Empire. It also established that everybody had the right to worship the deities of their choice. And in 380, Christianity became a state religion. Some people still buried corpses in the underground chambers, but burials eventually moved above ground, and by the 5th century, the use of catacombs as burial grounds had declined, but they were still used as sites where people could go for martyrs' memorial services. 
Over the years, the catacombs were subject to many lootings. The relics of Christian martyrs and saints that remained were moved from the catacombs to city churches. By the Middle Ages, the catacombs had been abandoned and largely forgotten. But on May 31, 1578, laborers digging on the Via Solaria discovered an underground cemetery. Some people recognized the importance of the find, but many dismissed the discovery. Scholar Antonio Bosio realized the importance of the discovery and, in 1593, began exploring the catacombs. Bosio's book describing the catacombs, Roma Saturnia, was published in 1632 after his death. After the book's publication, valuable items were stolen out of the catacombs. Some of the catacombs Bosio described have since been destroyed. Archaeologist Giovanni Battista de Rossi did further research on the catacombs in the 19th century and helped develop the field of Christian archaeology. Since the catacombs are home to early Christian frescoes, they are considered important in the study of art history. Some of the catacombs in Rome are open to the public. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any kind words you'd like to send us or any suggestions for future episodes, you can send them to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at T-D-I-H-C podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.